0: Are you tired of podcasts that don't talk about things? Well, here we are. Come listen to Waffles Waffles and Mario Mario Talk Talk About Things. things.
1: Thank you for listening to the intro to Waffles and Mario Talk Talk About about things. Things.
0: Welcome to Waffles and Mario News. First thing in the morning, last thing at night. You're talking. Listen to, listening to right. your. Sorry?
1: That's right, we're a 24-hour news network, oh, yes. bringing you the hot Waffles and Mario news. Now in the field right now, we have Mario looking at all the Waffles news. What's new in Waffles?
0: i tell you what's new in Waffles news. My name is Mario, and I can tell you right now, we are in the midst of COVID-19 lockdown. That's correct, ladies and gentlemen. You have heard it correctly. New Zealand is at level four of lockdown. We are all we currently are, in my ho- house, you're in your flat, and we are locked down. That is correct. Now, Waffles, I understand that you have some Mario news. Please... Please go ahead and tell us the Mario news. I do,
1: coming straight in from Italy, Mario has... He's, he's moved to New Zealand. He's currently under quarantine. He's uh, coming in the back fort. He's he's, he's bringing up it's uh, it's Mario on the front. It's Luigi in the front. while Luigi's behind. There is a Princess Peach and There is a raw, and Mario's in the front and coming Luigi and there's and Mario's coming and Luigi's coming in the front and Mario wins by a horse's length. Mario has won the Grand National.
0: That sounds fantastic, Waffles. Thank you so much for your field correspondence. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure serving. Um, And now back to the podcast. Uh, Hello and welcome to Waffles and Mario Talk About Things, the only podcast where we talk about things.
1: Yes, my name is Waffles and I like to talk about things and your name is Mario and you like to talk about things. And I think that's the gist of the podcast.
0: Should we get on to talking about a thing? Yes. Now, uh, we both have been chatting a lot on Twitter, Uh, both of us, definitely both of us. Uh, Chatting a lot on Twitter, and um, we've we've had some requests, which has been fantastic because we've been—that's one thing we've always wanted—is a request. Do you want to read out the request that we received? I would like to. Just give me five seconds to unlock my phone. Oh, that's perfectly fine. You know, five seconds is really not a lot of time when it comes to filling in the space between silences. I believe it was uh, Roosevelt who once said that the scariest thing about the human speech is the silences we leave. They certainly hold the most weight and the most meaning. And please tell me your phone is unlocked. Come on, this has been more than five <laughs> seconds. I unlocked it ages ago, okay, I always right. like hearing you fill...
1: So, our first request comes in from, now I apologize, I've only read these, and so uh, I believe it's Michelle, mm. who's asked us to talk about weird New Zealand birds, preferably uh. fictional. Oh. So, what is your favorite weird New Zealand bird, preferably fictional
0: i can't imagine what she means by or he means by fictional um because most of the birds i know in fact all the birds i know from new zealand are all very real things uh yes we only have real birds in new zealand we don't need fictional
1: birds in the country there's in fact uh to go with this lockdown we have also put a veto on any fictional birds uh, migrating to new zealand so if you are a fictional bird wanting to come to new zealand i'm sorry at this moment we're not really letting you in you're gonna have to take that up with immigration uh especially uh new zealand forest and bird which of course uh, deals with the uh, migration of all animals fictional and
0: non. yeah and um <clears throat> so uh Maybe we should talk about some of the birds. I think uh, for me the, the best kind of birds in New Zealand are the predatory ones. That the ones that you have to watch out for at night. Uh the yes. ones that you know, you, you can't leave your car un- unattended because they will just wreck your car. So of course the bird I'm talking about is the Rapakiki, uh which is of course ah. a huge um eagle. It's I think it's belongs to the eagle family for memory. Yes. Well, I think it owns
1: the eagle family. Yes. Uh, if we look at the legal records, the uh, Ropakiki actually uh you know won the battle against the uh, Roanuki uh, for the legal title of eagle. Uh and so we of course are talking about the legal New Zealand eagle uh that is uh, all other le- uh, eagles are uh, subject to. Uh, that's, of course, the thing about uh, New Zealand. We're an island, and so naturally there is a bit of uh, island gigantism that happens here, and so naturally, uh, when the quite wimpy American Eagle first found its way uh, to our shores two million years ago, uh, naturally it found a thriving, robust community uh, yeah. that it was welcomed in, into quite quite generously, and uh, naturally, as the uh, love in its heart grew, so must its heart grow to Uh, you know capacitate that love and naturally the bird grew larger in order to capacitate the heart beating within the great uh, New Zealand Ruppertitti Eagle as as part of that of
0: course um, because it was so large it also had to then start hunting more often to feed it's larger um, you know to feed the size that it is as we all know big animals require a lot of food so um, that's uh, where I don't know if you remember waffles but when Abel Tasman uh, one of the first I think it was the first European pioneer um, came to came to first European explorer came to New Zealand, Te Aotearoa, He uh, he lost most of his sailors to the Rapa, Rapa Kiki um, eagle. It was. He um, did. Yeah, I remember reading one of his excerpts where he writes, "New Zealand is a beautiful country." Well, he didn't. He didn't know it was called New Zealand. yet. Uh, it was. Um, he said, "This this this long land with lots of rain seems really beautiful, and it's got some really nice people on it who are very friendly." However. There's this goddamn Rapa Kiki Eagle which keeps stealing away my men right when I'm in the midst of sailing. I can think of no thing that is more frustrating nor more tragic than seeing bystanders go, wow, what a big bird, and then go, eee, as I get swooped off and uh, taken off the horizon. Able to and, of course, been. you were
1: quoting that verbatim, verbatim. from the, the diary entry of... Uh Uh, Captain Abel Tasman, which we of course have in our National Museum to Papa in Wellington. And so if you go to Wellington right now underneath a uh, taxidermy, Drupekihi Eagle uh, is the diary, and of course, naturally, we we see one of the sailors. Uh, well, it's not actually one of the sailors, but it's just a, a dummy, a, a model, um, you know, a life-size representation of one of the mm. sailors being carried away in its in its talons, and of course, in his hands is the diary entry that you can
0: you know then read. And you can still, if you if Quite you if you go listen to that sailor, you can still hear him saying. Ooh, what a big bird. Ee. So I recommend you getting really close to that sailor, really listening in on that on, on listening out for that for that dialogue. It's absolutely
1: fascinating, absolutely, absolutely fascinating.
0: fascinating stuff. Well, maybe we should talk about why the, because obviously the Rapa Kiki eagle is largely endangered now, like most um, New Zealand uh, native species. Yeah, you might think it's due to mankind uh, coming here and killing off most of the native species, but actually it's not. The Rapa Kiki um, eagle was actually taken out by a more fierce kind of bird, the Fakipapa, which uh, yes. which I'll let you describe off. What's the Fakipapa? Well, the interesting thing about the Fucky Papa is it's actually
1: the smallest bird known to mankind. And of course what they do is they just they flock in extremely large numbers but because they're so small they're often misconstrued as thunderstorm clouds Mm. and so the Kiki eagle as it flies through the air it flies through these what it perceives to be clouds but then it's breathing in all of these other tiny little birds that then start living in its bloodstream and they they infect it like a parasite and they Mm. start stealing all its nutrients from the inside Inside, and Then, of course, naturally they start laying eggs in its stomach. Mm. And so when the eagle lands and it goes to lay its own eggs, it doesn't actually lay its eggs, but a large clump of other birds' eggs. Mm. And, of course, we're not only, uh, you know – talking about this uh, predatory species I mean like all the clouds in new zealand i mean new zealand Aotearoa, is the land of the long white cloud mm. but that's a misnomer because there isn't any clouds in new zealand it's just flocks of tiny birds the fucking i think that's yeah. one of those things that we get one not even just the fucking papa but you know have you get the the fucking mama the the, yeah. the uh the kaka uh, all these uh you, you know, species of small birds yeah. that make up the numerous clouds that
0: hang over this country of ours. Yeah, no, 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 it's very true. Um, <clears throat> and I, I actually remember seeing um, a you, papa uh, quite recently. I think it was due to the lockdown. They've certainly been a lot bolder. Uh, and my neighbour was out for was out for a walk um, around about twelve p.m. You know, they were walking their kids out, looking at the teddy bears. Um, and then he was like, children. He like got down on one knee t- and said to both of them. I want you to run. I want you to run, don't look back. don't 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 stop whatever you do. Keep running until you get home. And his kids were crying, and they were just running down the road, and he just looked back at this massive swarm, this cloud hitting towards him, and he stretched out his arm, his arms like Jesus. He almost welcomed the embrace. and um, and uh, that was the last time I saw him. His parents, his uh, two children are now living with their single mother. It's uh, been quite traumatic for them, but, you know, such is the life in New Zealand. That's just what you deal with. I mean, every time we walk out our doors,
1: it's it's dangerous. People, uh, you have this perception of New Zealand as being this quite safe country. Yes. But actually, every time you go outside and it's a slightly cloudy day, you're in danger yeah, of you your life. You don't know, Is am I
0: going y- to die today? Am I going to be eaten by a cloud of very tiny birds? Yes. Uh, so it, it's a very challenging time. But, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that someone actually asked us to talk about the birds of New Zealand. I, like, like I said, I can't think of any fictional ones to talk about just because um, all the birds we have, the ones we have sound fictional, but they're, you know, they're all genuinely real. I
1: know. Uh, we have the only ground-dwelling bird. Yes, uh, it's uh, you know uh, known colloquially as the mole bird, and it's the only bird uh, that's replaced its wings uh, with digging claws, and uh, it burrows under the ground and uh, often eats away at the foundation of houses. And so a lot of houses will just start sinking into the land, into the ground and they'll sort of, uh, you know, be diagnosed with, oh, that's a, that's a mole yeah. infestation
0: that you've got there. There's actually a conspiracy and, and- theory that um, the 2011 Christchurch earthquakes uh, were due to a massive swarm of mole birds. That it oh, it's sort not of, a conspiracy theory.
1: That's
0: known fact. Oh, uh, the, done the government, uh, the government says that there was a fault line in Darfield. You know, like you can't, you can't. You know, the official answer is different to the. Uh, to the speculative theory. I've been there. I've seen them shooting uh, supersonic rays into the ground
1: and getting a 3D scan of the landscape. And what you see is just these massive holes all underneath Canterbury. It's a little far-fetched.
0: You have to admit, that's a little far-fetched. Look, if you've gone down to your garden,
1: and I guarantee you go and you look for a hole... And you call down to that hole, and I guarantee you, you'll get a mole bird just flying out of that hole. They're everywhere in Canterbury, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, well, maybe there is some merit in what you said, but um, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Like, it's it's something the government has adamantly denied, that mole birds are responsible for any earthquakes in New Zealand, but... I do have well, to I mean they it, would because the insurance companies don't cover mold birds they don't it's an cover mold birds that attacks. this country
1: has been going, going on for years and years and so every yeah. time there's a mole bird attack they just claim it to be an earthquake yeah and in fact like New Zealand is one of the least seismic active places on the planet yeah but we no. have a very large population of mold birds that nobody's talking about
0: yeah no I've, I've heard that story so I mean, if it's true then that's pretty scary but if it's um if it's not then yeah no it's it's wild um, maybe, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd actually like to talk about one of my favorite fictional birds. Um, <laughs> I think we'll, we'll oh, I, still, I will bring up please. a fictional one here just because I think it's like one of my favorite stories from New Zealand um, mythology, I guess. Is, um, of course, the mola. Um, I don't. Yes. Uh, it's one of my favorite creatures, mythological creatures. Uh, the- of course,
1: as we all know, it was uh, first introduced into the literature by J.R.R. Tolkien yes. with his similar series about his trip to New Zealand called uh, Lord of the Rings. And so naturally, when they uh, set off on their journey uh, to, to Mount Doom to destroy the Ring of Evil, they are all riding Moa. Yeah. And that's what... One of the things I thought was quite a controversial uh, take from uh, Peter Jackson was his not including the Moa and, and
0: well, you know, replacing uh, them actually with Well, he does include them in the director's cut. So I remember watching it um, uh, just at home the other day, and uh, there's that great bit at the very end when um, they're all fighting outside the gate to Mordor, and then I think it's Pippin goes, the Moa are coming, the Moa are coming! And you can just see this, this weird cloud on the horizon. There's about eight different Moa are, like, sprinting towards. Them and I just leap up and start attacking the Nazgul, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, the Moa. Ah. Um and I think it's a great testament to Aotearoa's uh, deep history. Um, I'm, yes. I remember my favorite story of Maui slays the Moa, uh, where there's like a Moa that had captured a, a virgin princess, and he was um, he was holding her captive, and so the brave Sir Maui had to go, had to ride on a had to ride on a um, on a Rapa Kiki bird. Um, over to to slay the moa and it's it's one of my favorite stories you know it's it it really speaks genuinely
1: really good story inspirational story yes just the way that the the kiki going up against the moa of course uh you know having to dodge flocks of uh whakapapa birds yeah and uh, you you know you know just the way that they you know duck and dive and weave around around the mower, which is, of course, mm. where we get, you know, the, you know, flax weaving from. It yeah. was the inspiration of Maui weaving around the mower. Yeah. And that's, of course, naturally how we get, you know, our entire flax industry in this country. Yeah, and yeah. So one of our biggest exports is, of course, One of our biggest exports, indeed. Yeah. And so it's not just... Mythology, it's part of our history, and uh, you know, and the fact yeah. that you know, not many people are, are talking about you know, this great fictional bird of ours, and that it's not in more literature, uh, it's just it's quite a shock, quite a shame, yeah. really.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, it, yeah, it, it honestly blows my mind just like how little people overseas are aware of the moa like they they hear about the moa they're like oh isn't it that big of bird but was like in the same way we talk about dragons you know like oh you've heard of dragons why haven't you heard about the moa new zealand's greatest fictional bird it's it, it's captured the imaginations of so many new zealand writers and um even today, if you look at certain websites, there are conspiracies and stuff that the moa are actually around and that they still exist.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you'd have to be pretty stupid <laughs> to believe that moa actually existed.
0: I know. I mean, show me the evidence. Show me show, the evidence. Yeah, yeah like, like, are you talking a, a giant bird that's slight, slightly larger than an ostrich? You, you're telling me that one of those roamed in New Zealand. I mean, do you know I mean, how stupid that sounds? It's, it can't that just fly. That sounds it's
1: like, like a big ostrich.
0: Yeah, it's a big Big ostrich, just covered in it's covered in feathers all the way from head to t- head to huge talon. It's 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 yeah ridiculous. Why why would you anyone believe Absolutely that's Absolutely ridiculous. Real? Um, so if you if you if, uh, if if anyone's listening who's not from New Zealand, because anyone in New Zealand is already aware of these stories. But if you're outside New Zealand and you hear someone talk about the moa, now you can correct them. The moa never existed. It never does exist. It, it was a mythological creature. Uh, that yes. was um, invented to explain. I think it was hurricanes or earthquakes or something. It was um, those are hurricanes. hurricanes. Hurricanes, yeah. The rugby team, the, in you know, New which Zealand. is
1: why the um, you know the Wellington regional rugby team is called the Hurricanes after the fictional bird of the muller. Yeah,
0: that's that's the fact very that the true. The mole
1: would just run around and around and around and around and around, and around which was made like the main form of attack yeah. would be that they would run so fast in in these massive flocks. Right. That they would summon this great wind that would then come and just knock out a par. And then the Moa would be on to feast on the on the flesh of all the dead warriors um, that there, died a, trying a, um, to fight the hurricane.
0: Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an old joke in Wellington that, um, uh, that, that everyone used to be a hurricane member. Everyone used to be a member of the Hurricanes rugby team. Uh, but because of the Moa, um, the only team I've got now is the one in central Wellington. Uh, it's it doesn't sound very funny, but if you were there, you'd you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely hilarious. That's of course going out
1: to our Wellington listeners. Uh, we, yeah. we appreciate you. We see you, and give uh, us some of your
0: arts funding, yeah. you bitches.
1: Yes, <laughs> fund this podcast, you cowards.
0: <laughs> yes. So um, so that's yeah. That, those are some of my favorite New, um, New Zealand birds and one fictional bird. Uh, are there any other ones you think we should mention uh, of of note? Well. I mean, there's just so many that yeah. your, your brain
1: sort of just, oh, should I talk about this one? Should I talk yes, about this one? Should, yes. I, should I talk about the kiwi or should I talk about the kia? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah You know, Probably. should I uh. Uh, talk about the k? Yeah, you know, because I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, just the, the prevalence of the k yeah. in in. New Zealand history and, and mythology and, and even like everyday lives people yeah. just see them you know flying around all over the place and they think oh, is that a sparrow is, is 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 that a raven what is that and it's like no that's the New Zealand cat. G- well maybe we can talk about um, yeah.
0: a new uh, sort of a bird that uh, was discovered sort of uh, post oh, it used to thrive in New Zealand but it sort of only recently discovered again uh, post I think it was 1955 when the conservation effort really started to kick in um, but It was around then that they discovered the Ford Rover, um, which, of course, at at that time had thought to be extinct. Uh, So people, you know, they'd find fossils of, of, you know, these enormous vehicles um, in in the geological record, but no one could find a living Ford Rover. And now in New Zealand, if you're driving down the street, you'll see a Ford Rover on the street. It's, um, you know, they're pretty much everywhere now. And they're definitely one of my favorite birds. New Zealand. i
1: think it's one of the great success stories of new zealand conservation mm. is is the fact that they went to white island and they found a living population of ford rovers and that they were able to then breed them and bring them back into the mainland and yeah. now yeah. they're so common and so every place that you know even just suggesting that at one stage they were thought to be extinct yeah just Seems, seems a bit far fetched yeah i mean but, you know as you said like 50 60 years ago yeah if you asked somebody if they'd seen a ford rover they would have been like no i don't even know what you're talking about
0: yeah yeah and like, it, they, they were thought to be extinct for the longest time. And then lo and behold, I think it was one night, someone was out on Stewart Island. And then they heard like the vroom vroom of a, of a Ford Rover. Um, and then they heard some of, uh, they, they got closer, they found some tire marks. And sure enough, they found um, a, a baby Ford Rover just, just sitting there in the middle of the open in a Ford Rover nest. It was um, a pretty magical sight. Uh it was yeah, yeah very much. I mean, sight. if you've
1: ever seen a, a, a baby Ford Rover, you just know they are the cutest oh, things they ever. Ah. With the big shining headlights and just the the, the gloss of, of their of their windscreens and all that yes. sort of stuff. It is oh, they are just adorable.
0: And the fact that and how And then much they grow they've... up to be and the fact that like the the Ford Rovers changed the farming industry in New Zealand permanently. Like Yes. Before then, farmers had to walk from their house to the farm. Now with the Ford Rover, they can put stuff in the back of it. They can hop in the front and they can drive down. Um, it will take them down to the nearest farm and uh, they can hop out and uh, and you know do their business. And like that is a game changer. The Ford Rover has changed the farming industry. It's, yeah. it's, it's a bird that cannot be forgotten. No, and I mean...
1: We have to feed it a few sheep from time to time because that, of course, is its uh, main
0: dietary requirement. And we still sacrifice Uh, a virgin to to Ford Rovers. um, I think it's every December the 5th or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close around there. Uh, So like, we we still adhere to the old rules. Um, But it's a small price to pay for just such a... a vital piece of mm. New
1: Zealand infrastructure yeah and the New Zealand economy just would not be the same without the rediscovery of the Ford Rover yeah yeah no that's true
0: have you um, have you have you actually uh, ever touched a Ford Rover before
1: I was lucky enough once yeah I was on a school trip and we were out on a farm learning about New Zealand's dairy industry and, uh, of course, naturally the farmer comes up and he's, you know, driving this beautiful, majestic black Ford Rover, a purebred, oh, I must say, right. purebred Ford right. Rover.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it was an racing Ford Rover as well oh, that right. had been retired to farm life. Oh. I know, it's just an absolutely fascinating story I have to yeah. tell you sometime. Yeah. And, of course, we all gathered around and we said, look, if you're all quiet and you don't spook it, yeah. you can come up and, and you can give it some pats. And so we all sort of were very sort of hush hush and very very quiet, and we approached it and we came and I got to put my hand on one of its tires, yeah. and it ribbed a little bit. But the farm <laughs> said that that's fine, that's fine. It's just it. sort of you know saying that it trusts you and that it's happy. Yeah, and
0: and yeah, and it was just oh, I will never forget that day. Yeah, no, it's I can't imagine. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. A really magical moment. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that would have been like. I mean, I personally, I'm kind of scared. If you hear of all the stories of untamed Fort Rovers that have run over human beings, it, it's, a, it, it's a little scary, you know? Um, well, I mean, New Zealand is
1: still quite a wild country. We haven't yeah. sort of tamed every element of it yet, yeah. nor, nor should we want to, because it is such a beautiful, majestic country that, you know, deserves, in my a, a humble opinion, to so be left wild for yeah. a bit for future generations to be able to enjoy. And if that means that a couple of wild Ford rovers run over the occasional tourist, yeah. it's a small price to pay we, for we tried to the prosperity them. of this nation. Yeah. yeah. Huh? And I mean so- like you come into this country and you see all the, the warning posters at the airports and and at the you know terminals. You know, saying "Watch out for Ford Rovers." If you're in the wild, make sure you have a sheep with you, so that yes. the Ford Rover will eat the sheep and not
0: you. Yeah, and we'll leave you alone.
1: You know, and and it's not just in English; it's in, in Cantonese and Mandarin and Hindi and Spanish yeah. and you know all these other various languages. Uh, you, you know, that's and, you, and yeah. they make sure as you're passing through immigration that you know you know when you sort of oh you have any fruits and vegetables to declare have you been warned about the Ford Rovers yeah you know we yeah. make sure that people are you know know and as a kid, when you're in school when mm. you're learning how to read and write, you know a lot of the material that they give you is about Ford Rovers and how dangerous they are yeah
0: yeah
1: and how you have to respect them and we, I mean- we all
0: know that famous rhyme if you're if you know if you're a child growing up in New Zealand, there's that famous rhyme. One, two, three, four. Shit! Watch out for the fucking Ford Rover, kids. It's it's one of my favorite uh, my favorite rhymes. You know, it teaches such an important lesson about about looking both ways. Now, waffles, and it
1: sticks with you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, waffles. Of course, um, I'm sure you're aware of um, of the famous uh, Ford Rover Tharlap, the um, con- yes. very controversial uh, Ford racing Ford Rover. Um, it was uh, it was discovered in New Zealand. It was born, bred, raised in New Zealand. Uh, but trained in Australia, and uh, so both countries have a claim to it.
1: Well, I, I think that we naturally have the stronger claim, considering that Ford Rovers are endemic to to our country. Yeah, and they're natives And you know, uh, a couple of them were sent over to Australia to help with their floundering... Uh, you know, racing industry. Yes. Uh, and the fact that it's just, you Suck know, we, we were sort of trying to help our Australian brothers out, yeah. our brothers and sisters out o- over the ditch. And they have the audacity to then go and claim Farlap, one of the most famous Ford Rovers in history. Yeah. A- as their own. Yeah. It's like first the Pavlova, uh, then uh, that other thing. And, then and they, now Farlap. Yeah. And and, and then so they tried to just,
0: pawn off Russell Crowe to us. They did. And I mean, he was raised in Australia. Sure, he was born here, but he was raised in Australia. It's completely different to Foulab. He's an Austra- He owns an Australian
1: rugby team. Like, yeah. how more Australian can you be yeah. owning a rugby team? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I went to Australia for uh, a holiday a while back, and they tried to give me the wallabies, and I'm like, sorry, mate, I'm not an Australian. I don't want your rubbish third grade rugby team. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. And so. Yeah, you know, he the fact that he, you know, actively endorses one of their rugby teams, how more yeah. Australian can you get? Exactly, And I mean, yeah. as far as I know, and all the history books tell us, Farlap never, never owned a rugby team. And nah. that is definitive proof that that she was a New Zealander. Yeah. She was from
0: Aotearoa. She's a Kiwi. She was a great bird. Great bird, that Farlap. Well, we've come to the end of our episode, so... Uh... I think it's time we say some wrap-up things. I think
1: so. And so if you would like us to talk
0: about something, get in touch
1: with us on the Twitter, That Mm. is uh, waffles underscore Mario. And, uh, you know, or, you know, reach out to us any other way that you feel. Just yell out into the wind. uh, You know, set up a smoke signal. I'm sure that we will eventually get it. But if you would like us to talk about stuff, I think this episode is proof that we will talk about literally anything. Anything. and um, so thanks for listening. Maybe we, we could really just honestly, do a quick run-up again. Honestly, just, really
0: appreciate you. Yeah. Can we just maybe wrap up again just by uh, mentioning all the birds we've covered so far, just so people can Google them later on um, yes. for reference. So we had the Rapa Kiki. Yes. Uh, which is we what, had the uh, Fakipapa. The Fakipapa. Uh, yep. And then we had- The Moa. The Moa. And <laughs> the Moa and the mole bird the mole bird and mole the ford bird. ranger the ford ford yeah exactly so um yes so please google them because the new zealand birds do deserve a bit more appreciation um whether they're they fictional really like the moa, or whether they're very real like the like the rapakiki so um yeah please please give them give them a like subscribe to them on youtube and um yep and i guess we'll catch I you review next. them yes review if them give them a review if you're on uh
1: apple podcasts uh you know give them give them a review and let's uh, tell other people about them we would really appreciate you spreading the word about these new zealand birds That uh they're only starting off and they're quite small at the moment Mm. but the more people know about them the the more people share and and listen and subscribe and rate and review and tell people about them the bigger they will grow and the better they'll get
0: and uh, as we always say at the end of every episode Go, go bird
1: your, yourself.
0: <laughs> Say it again, sorry. Go don't bird herd, yourself. Don't hurt yourself? Go bird yourself. It's hard to hear <laughs> you over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll call something. I'm going to send a rubber kicker to kill you. pew, 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 pew. pew.